our scriptures this morning. And the first reading is from Deuteronomy, chapter 30, and beginning at verse 15. Deuteronomy 30, and it'll be verses 15 to 20. Page 210 in the Church Bibles. These are the words of Moses. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commands, decrees and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, And if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now let's stand together as we hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, According to St Luke, glory to you, O Lord. Reading from Luke chapter 9 and verses 22 through to 27. Page 1049. Jesus said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, Those who would come after me must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For those who want to save their lives will lose them, but those who lose their lives for me will save them. What good is it for you to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit your very self? All who are ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. I tell you the truth, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so we pray, Lord God, that you would indeed speak through your word, through my reflections, through your Spirit's prompting. In Jesus' name. Amen. Do be seated. Simon Peter had got it right for a change. He wasn't known for his depth of insight, 
But in response to Jesus' question, who do you say I am? He's just responded, you are God's Messiah. Or in Matthew's account, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's what comes just before our Gospel reading this morning. And that's important. You'd think it would be pretty glamorous following the Messiah. Wandering around with him, reveling in the afterglow. A bit of reflected glory and all that. But Jesus is quick to dispel any myths. The Son of Man, he says, this Messiah, will save through suffering. And his followers must commit to following a path of sacrifice as well. We hear those same words that the disciples heard. We receive those words and the same challenge today. And at the beginning of Lent, we do well to reflect on them and what it means. What it means to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. It doesn't sound particularly glamorous, does it? But it's the way of God's people through the ages. Advertising bombards us with a very different message, a none too subtle message. Pursue comfort, material wealth, physical fulfilment, a whole range of pleasurable experiences. That feel good factor that will make your life worth living. And when we hear Jesus' words about bringing life and life in all its fullness, it's easy to draw from that particular worldview. Maybe life with Jesus means middle class comfort, an easy life now, and no worries about the future. But Jesus puts paid to that distortion. Life to the full is about hope, purpose, forgiveness salvation, freedom from guilt, and so much more. But it also includes sacrifice, self-denial, the giving of ourselves on behalf of others, and humble service of our Lord. And we, of course, each have choices to make every single day in our loving and our living, in our serving and in our giving. In our loving, how we relate to those around us and express God's love to them. In our living, in the way we order our lives, the pace of our lives, the way in which we take time to reflect and slow down, as well as the times of busyness. In our serving, our serving in the church, our serving in the community, our serving of others around us. And our giving, our giving of our time, our giving of our energy, our giving of our financial resources and other resources for others, for God's work. Our loving and our living, our serving and our giving. The choice is, do we live to please ourselves and our own comfort, our own pleasure, or do we live to please God? That was the choice set before the Israelite nation by Moses as he spoke God's word to them in Moab, soon after they'd been rescued from slavery in Egypt and en route to the Promised Land. And we know from the rest of the Old Testament witness that down the centuries there were periods of time when the Israelite nation did choose 
life. They did choose to love and live and serve and give. And there were other times when they turned their backs, when they worshipped idols, when they lived for themselves, and they missed out on God's very best for them. Jesus' message is pretty much the same as Moses' message. He says, you've got choices to make. He says, there are two ways to live. Self at the centre, or God at the centre. One way leads to death, the other leads to life. And notice he says, to take up your cross daily. Yesterday doesn't count, in that sense. You may have been the most wonderful example of Christian service. An hour in God's word at the start of the day. Prayer for God's world. Doing the neighbours shopping. Phoning that sick relative. Donating to Red Nose Day. Rounding the day off by coming to the Ash Wednesday service here at Christchurch. And walking away with the symbol of the cross, the symbol of Christ, on your forehead. Well, good for you. But today's another day. And God calls us to choose his way every day. There are no days off for good behaviour. And if we're honest, that can be tough. Selfish me breaks through. My desire for comfort, for recognition, for reward, for an easy life. There's a little voice that draws us away from our true calling. And yet this demanding choice to go God's way is ultimately so much more fulfilling. It's been such a privilege being part of the Alpha series over these last six months or so and the follow-on course running this term. And even on Monday night, one of the members of the group was talking about how it was so, they were finding it so much more fulfilling in living their lives to serve others, going out and serving others at a homeless shelter rather than just living for their own pleasure. And the good news, of course, is that in living for Christ, the pressure is off. It's not about achieving, it's not about reaching a certain mark, a number of serving hours, or particular amounts we have to give, keeping up with the Joneses, feathering our own nest. We live for the pleasure of one, the Messiah, who looks down on us with love, our Saviour. And in dying to self, we find true life, True life now and true life for eternity. And so at the start of this Lenten season, I throw out a very simple challenge, one I'm certainly taking up myself. This Lent, let's take time to reflect on our loving, on our living, on our serving and on our giving. What might God be saying to us about those areas of our lives? Our loving, our living our serving and our giving. What practical steps might he be encouraging us to take, either as a one-off or as a regular part of our routines, in living out the true life that he calls us to, responding to a sacrificial love of Christ in obedience and faithful service. Lord, we pray that you will help us during this Lenten season 
to recognise what you're doing in our lives, to recognise what you're doing around us. And that by your spirit, not by any, any force, but by your spirit, you might help us reflect on our loving and our living and our serving and our giving, that we might truly honour you in all things. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit's prompting. In Jesus' name, amen. So now let's stand as we affirm our faith in the words of the Creed.